Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we've been talking about prayer in general the last two days. Today, we're actually going to pick up the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This is what Jesus says when his disciples come to him and say, Lord, teach us how to pray. He says this, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, brothers, before we get to the specifics about this prayer, what can you tell us about it in general (laughs) terms? In other words, give us an overview of the forest before we look at the trees. Well, I think that what we learn in this prayer is that the, the essence of prayer is praise. There are really only three specific petitions in this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive our debts, and lead us not into temptation. But the rest of it, it revolves, about, revolves around adoration and praise for who God is. I think it was Calvin that first noted that the the Lord's Prayer really has the same general format of the Ten Commandments, that the first half is dealing with our vertical relationship um, with God, and the, the second half is dealing with the horizontal, um, the earthly, if you will. Um, and the Lord's Prayer is that same type of format. Um, really, it's addressing the vertical, who God is, whose presence we're coming into, um, and how we see His name um, magnified. And then the second aspect is then the the earthy part of the prayer, um, the the how we live here on earth, um, how our needs are met, um, how we relate to other people. Phil, do you have any words of wisdom for us? <laughs> yeah, but I'll have to uh, remember. Remember earlier on one of the earlier shows, I I said I have the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> 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 this is one of those moments. This is one of those moments. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so um well here's a couple other questions. So um is this exact prayer that Jesus uh, does Jesus want us to to say this prayer word for word? Is that's what he's requiring for us when he when he gives us the prayer? Well, that certainly has been the the practice of the church and Jesus obviously gave this as as a model, but he also said, "Pray like pray this, pray." It, it implies pray this prayer, mm-hmm. but it's to be a model for our prayer too. It's 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 a it's a teaching uh, opportunity uh, to show us about prayer and how to pray. But I, 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 I my answer would be both uh, to pray the yes, pray these exact words, mm-hmm. especially in groups, uh, because it begins our Father. Uh, not my father, and he is my father, but it's for unison prayer, our father. And uh, 
but also to be a guide for how to pray. So it's interesting because um, when I asked uh, one of my younger sons to, to pray at dinner time, they'll immediately go into the Lord's Prayer because they've memorized it and they'll say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, will be done on earth. And I stop them. I'm like, okay, wait a second. When we're praying the Lord's Prayer, I, I'm glad you're using the words. That's, that's great. But don't get the idea that what God is pleased with in our prayers is if we simply parrot words. Yep. That, that's not, I mean, Jesus specifically said that God is spirit and those who worship him um, must worship him in spirit and truth. And so, um, yes, uh, my advice, yes, use the words. But if you're just using the words as some sort of um, kind of hocus pocus formula in order mm-hmm. to try to manipulate God, that totally misses the whole point of the prayer. Yeah, and and I would also say, and, and just um, for the sake of, of, of candor and grace, it's entirely possible to get through the Lord's Prayer without and get all the words right and not have a single conscious thought go through your mind. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I've done it. Uh, we can just get on autopilot and, you know, thankfully, God knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Um, but yeah, slow, slow down. Um, Remember who you're. Remember whose presence we're in, and uh, pray these words from the heart. I think two things. First, I, I think what just Phil just said, you can actually do what Jesus commands not to do right prior to the prayer. Praying the Lord's prayer can actually be vain repetition, mm-hmm. right. and just let that sink in. Praying the Lord's Prayer can be vain repetition. And You're vain actually, rep- repetition would mean just an empty, just mindless, an empty, empty, mem- mindless empty phrase, cliche. Yep. Mm-hmm. And second, in Matthew, we have the Lord's Prayer, and he says, pray then like this. He's given a model. Mm-hmm. And before you get all like, see, don't use the prayer, just use it as a model. But in Luke chapter 11, it says, when you pray, say. It's not a model, but note that that the Lord's Prayer is not the same in Matthew six as in Luke eleven. So Jesus, in I mean, as the word is being canonized, that should tell us it's not about the exact phraseologies, right. mm-hmm. because if it was about the precise phraseologies, what you'd find in Luke eleven would be identical to to Matthew six. It's not. Why? Because it's not about rote speech. It's not just about saying mindless words. It's about the concepts that drive the Lord's Prayer. Um, And I think you can use the actual words of the Lord's Prayer and pray them sincerely from the heart. But I think it's probably better to, to try to get behind it and say, but what is the idea? What's the essence of what these phrases mean that's, that's probably more helpful and more beneficial. Mm-hmm. But that was not a comment to say that you should never pray the Lord's Prayer. Right. It, right. And, and uh, the fact that we have it repeated in Luke as well as in Matthew, you have Matthew 6, Luke 11, also is an indication that um, the Lord actually taught this more than once. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't teach, he doesn't always teach the same lesson with the same words, but he he teaches the implications of that lesson. As you pointed out, one is pray like this, one is say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, yeah. 
So um, why are the component parts of this prayer so vital for spiritual health? I mean, if we just look at them, there, there are six kind of petitions, right? Um, so the first one is, uh, hallowed be your name. The second petition is your kingdom come. Third one, your will be done. Fourth one, give us this daily Give us this day our daily bread. Fifth one, forgive us our debts. Sixth one, lead us not into temptation. Um, and I know people can break them down differently. I'm not trying to make an argument for that. But uh, why are these component parts so vital for our spiritual health? Why? I mean, of all the petitions that God could have put in, that Jesus could have put in the Lord's Prayer, he picked these six. Why these? The, the difficulty in answering the question is we know what the next couple of days' topics are, which are the actual <laughs> petitions. So I think each of us are hesitating to say exactly too much because we know where we're heading. But I think what's in, <clears throat> important out of the shoot is getting our minds wrapped around the ultimate um, reason of our existence, which is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Um and so the the prayer begins with that hallowed be your name i mean the the our the westminster shorter catechism says what is the chief end of man mm-hmm. to glorify god and to enjoy him forever and so right out of the out of the shoot we we're, we're saying what i desire most is god's name to be magnified glorified hallowed um we can't add more to it um, but we want it to be seen, God to be seen and and glorified for who He is, mm-hmm. and so I think that component um, begins the where our heart ought to be, and then then everything kind of flows from that. Um, mm-hmm. Not even not just the next two petitions, but I think the the last three that deal with our human interaction also deal with magnifying, glorifying God's name. Uh, J.I. Packer uh, commented on the Lord's Prayer, and he talked. Uh, he actually commented on prayer in in general, and he says the Lord's Prayer brings these elements out about prayer. We approach God in adoration and trust. We acknowledge His work, His worth, His in praise and worship. We admit our sin and seek pardon. Uh, we ask that needs be met for ourselves and others. We, we, we're, we, there's a certain sense in which we're wrestling with, in prayer uh, with God's will and um, you know, thy will be done in our own life. We accept from God our own situation as he's shaping it, and we adhere to God in faithfulness through thick and thin. He says, and those constitute what it makes, makes up a biblical prayer. And he says that the Lord's prayer embodies each one of those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, <clears throat> the prayer begins with such an intimate word, our Father. Um, that, that's a, it's an intimate word. It's a word of relationship. Um, and it may, it may well be, uh, and I, I, all of the words of the prayer are precious, but it may, might be the most important word in the prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because it tells us, reminds us that we've been by, we've been adopted as sons and daughters of the living God into the relationship that the eternal relationship that Jesus has with his father. We've been adopted into that relationship and as, as sons and daughters of the living God. And so we can come on this intimate basis uh, it's a word that implies trust and intimacy and love. Um, 
What, what a precious word. And it sets the context for the whole prayer. Yeah. And, and what you see really between those first two lines, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, you see both the, the intimacy and the supremacy of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that his name would be hallowed above all. That's the supremacy of God. And then our Father in heaven, that's the intimacy of God. We did past programs where we talked about the, the terrible and tenderness of God. Um, but real quick, um, Russ, you mentioned that the Lord's Prayer, Calvin talked about how it it's kind of follows the, the commandments, the, the first and the second table. The first part of the Lord's table is kind of the vertical part. The second part is the horizontal part. We also talked about it in terms of six petitions. And so to the Lord's Prayer, there's this idea uh, that of unity and diversity. And so we've really been talking about the diversity of it, but I want to accentuate something you said about how hallowed be your name is really the anchoring you know, petition in this prayer. I agree because when you get down to the other, when you get down to the other petitions, you ask questions like, um, when, when Jesus tells us to give us this day our daily bread, we should ask the question: To what end? Why? Why do we need our daily bread? And you peel back the onions, the onion layers on that question, and the the core answer is so that God's name would be glorified. Um, why should you forgive us of our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors? Is that just, is that merely for horizontal reconciliation or at the bottom of it is so that God's name would be hallowed? And that's the unity of this prayer. Every petition collapses into the first one, hallowed be your name. Very quickly, I just want to list off some great resources on this. Um, J.I. Packer writes a book called Praying the Lord's Prayer, William Edgar, Transforming Vision, um, Phil Riken, When You Pray, R.C. Sproul just has one called The Lord's Prayer. A.W. Pink has another book called Just The Lord's Prayer. Um, there are Calvin in his institutes goes through the Lord's Prayer in a wonderful fashion. Um, if you really want a, a lot to read, go through um, Thomas Watson in Body of Divinity. Um, it's like hundreds of pages um, on the Lord's Prayer. Um, so there are a lot of great resources. Um, just throwing out a handful of, of names. Awesome. I can't remember the title of the book that um, Jonathan was quoting from earlier, but that also has a section on on the Lord's Prayer by J.I. Packer. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time. 